Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Black Girl Burnout Podcast. Kelly here, and we are continuing this week's conversation with Koya Webb. Today, we dig into how Koya preserves and centers joy in her professional life. She offers some really great tips and tools. So let's check it out. All right, Koya, we're back. I'm excited to keep having this conversation with you. And so two second recap. We talked about how you pivoted your life. You knew some things about yourself and you said, I am not made for the struggle life. So I am going to create the life that I want. And we went into detail about how you did that. And so now here you are having this life that you want. But as we know, career can be up and down. What we do in our professional life can vary. And so how do you center joy and keep joy in, in the middle of all that you do for a living? I love that question because for me, it always goes back to my schedule. And it's not about having the the perfect schedule or perfectly following your schedule, but it's about having it because I, for myself and for my clients, create an ideal schedule. And in that ideal schedule, I'm getting six to eight hours of sleep. Um, I have time in the morning for what I call my spiritual time. I have my work hours and then I have my community hours or my personal time with me and my partner, you know, that I have in the evening. And I have days off on the weekend. And so for me, that's how I center joy is just creating time for the things that I know that it's going to help me be my best, you know? And as an introverted extrovert, like I need time to be within, go within, practice mindfulness and connect with my spiritual self. So in the morning, I spend anywhere from two to four hours just reading, meditation, journaling, yoga, hiking, swimming, like what? Ever I want to do that's connecting with myself, nature. Sometimes I invite friends, close friends during this time, but it's really about just like having fun and, and, and experiencing joy in my morning. And that really makes my workday really juicy. Like I'm revved up when I start work at 11 o'clock, I'm ready to go. I'm happy. I'm excited. And I get the most productive work. And then I work back to back until five o'clock. And I do that Tuesday through Thursday. But Friday through Monday, I kind of have a free schedule to do whatever I'd like. But Tuesday through Thursday, I have like scheduled meetings, Zoom call, podcasts, like things like that. And so that's how I've structured my professional life. Um, and then also what I do, I've tried a lot of things in my life, which I shared earlier. And I am now life coaching because I started, you know, I did the food. I love food, but I did. I never wanted to be a a professional chef. Like I love food, but I don't like recreating the thing more than once. Right. I like, like to explore. I love to eat. I love to try new food. Um, <clears throat> but once I've done it, like, okay, I'm done. I want to create something else. But even when I cook at home, like I'll use maybe the same ingredients, but I'll switch something up. I'm always making something new. 
And so, so yeah, so that wasn't the occupation for me, but I love food and I love cooking. And then when it came to acting, I love acting. I love telling stories. I love every part of it, the production and just every part of it. But at the same time, I never wanted to be a working actress. I didn't want to take any part. I didn't want my income to depend on whether I I did that or not. So I knew that wasn't it. And then the other thing that I did was, uh, well, what I'm still doing now is I created a yoga school. So doing yoga brought me joy. It's one of the things that I do in my self-care time is something that I do almost every single day. And I created a yoga school because I felt like there wasn't a lot of, you know, black or brown women at the front of the class. Like I was one of the few. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to let people know they can too. Like, especially when it comes to black women, like we can too be in the front of the class, not just, you know, one person in the class. And so I started my yoga school. It's still going on and I love certifying teachers. Um, But my goal is to have my teachers that I've certified really take over the school and run the school. Cause I don't necessarily want to do that the entire time because I like living and traveling. Um, I love to travel. I've loved to travel since I was a little girl. I remember the first place uh, me and my family went, I was like, oh my goodness, I want to do this for the rest of my life when I was a little girl. So traveling is high on my joy list. That's what brings me joy. Um, So I really had to figure out what occupation is going to give me the ability to travel, um, experience food, um, do yoga every day, have enough time for mindfulness, And when it comes to life coaching, of course, I want to help people. I'm doing that with the yoga school. But coaching, as my father told me, was is like teaching. It's like basically I'm learning the best products. I'm vegan as well. So um, getting into veganism, that was fun. But also there's a part of it that's very judgmental and very harsh. And so I found myself in and out of the community because I felt like I want to be a part of this and I want to be a spokesmodel for this. But I don't want people to feel judge and shame for their food choices. So how can I do that as an inspirational um, person versus um, someone who is making someone feel bad for um, their food choices? When I know when I started, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I didn't know. I didn't know all of the contaminants and all of the dangers. Um, And so I think, you know, going about that in a very gentle, more lifestyle way is the way that I wanted to approach it. So, So yeah, life coaching ended up being the best career for me. Um, right now after trying all these other things and seeing which one brought me the most. So yeah, it goes back again to being curious enough to try different things as a part of joy. And at the same time, what's interesting about that is people don't realize there's a balancing act happening. So there's curiosity, but there's also structure and planning. Mm-hmm. And so you, the first thing you set out the gate that brought you, that centered joy in your career and in your occupation was scheduling, like having a schedule that allowed for you to have that. And so the planning piece gives you the freedom. I think sometimes people think if you plan, you contain or you make things like rigid and Mm -hmm. it's actually the opposite. Planning gives you freedom then to explore because you know like where your guardrails are on a thing. You know, okay, I've got this time to do this, but what can I can do anything I want in this time or I can really open myself up to be curious. And I love that. And we have a lot of intersection points. I'm also an extroverted introvert. Um, so I need my time as well. And having the mornings, I'm the same way. I realize the older I get, I need two hours in the morning to get my life right, or I'm not good to anybody. And I think that <laughs> it's just not good. Like it's not happening. And I didn't realize that Like I became a, I realized I was extroverted introvert later in life. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay. I only discovered this like two, three years ago to call myself it, to really say it. But 
knowing myself was a key and you're talking about that. And the final thing I like, and I want you to talk a little bit more about this is what I love about what I'm hearing you describe, right? You've done all these different things. Is like the, the book isn't closed yet. You know, you mentioned that you're 41. You're like, I'm doing this now. <laughs> who, who knows what I'll do in two years from now or six months. How, how has that brought joy to you professionally? And where do you get the, in some ways, courage? Because a lot of people feel like they have to be one thing and then just mm-hmm. do that thing. How do you get the courage to leave it open like that? And how does that factor into the joy that you have professionally? Did you know Black Girl Burnout has a YouTube channel now? We created this channel to give you even more bonus content, things you will not find on the podcast like Hey Girl Chats. This is where we build community through conversation with ordinary women like you and myself. It's informal. It's fun. We guarantee you're going to love it. Also on the channel will be affirmations dropped monthly, as well as guided meditations and all our guest interviews. So head over to YouTube and opt in by subscribing to our channel and catch all the new content. Everything is up in Black representation in media means everything to me. Black girl burnout wouldn't exist if I couldn't look to other Black women in this space that came before me for inspiration and education on how to create what I've created. Well, if you're looking for the next generation of influential Black voices, look no further than NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. In this collection, you're going to hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and how people have created world-shifting things out of struggle. I just listened to an episode with Tracy Ellis Ross, where it talked about how she's iconic and she's our favorite rich auntie. The episode was inspirational and educational and, of course, funny. It is important for us to hear ourselves and to understand the power of Black women and their voices and how much we can truly create. This new series by NPR centers the story of us in a way that hasn't traditionally been done. With Black stories, Black truths, you will hear a range of voices as nuanced and as varied as the Black experience itself. And it's also a reminder that our story should never be about us, without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. What if 2024, you got a little bit better every day? Well, when you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. You don't need to pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. I have loved using Babbel. As you may know, I used to live in Italy and Babbel helped me be able to speak to vendors, navigate vacation spots, ask for directions. It just made life easier. Babbel's 10-minute lessons are quick and handcrafted by hundreds of language experts that you can start learning to speak a language in as little as three weeks. Is designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. 
Right now, get 50% off a one-time payment for a lifetime Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash BGB. Get 50% off at babbel.com slash BGB, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BGB. Rules and restrictions may apply. Number one thing, if you want joy, like stop caring what other people think, because all the time people <laughs> yes. are telling me, why don't you stay in your lane? Why don't you do it this way? Why don't you just focus on yoga? Why don't you just focus on food? Why don't you just focus on blah, A, B, C, or D? And I'm just like, because I don't want to, you know, and that's the thing, like, as long as you feel happy with your life, you, there is no amount of money that is that is success. Joy is success to me because there are people that have a lot of money and they're still not happy, you know? And so for me, no matter what I'm doing, if I'm, if I'm happy, if I'm making the money that I want to make, if I'm able to spend time with my family, my friends, if I'm able to feel happiness, whether I'm doing five things or one thing, there's nothing wrong with that. My happiness does not have to look like someone else's happiness. And I think people mean the best, but the worst thing that you could tell someone is how to live their life. Now you can inspire them. You can tell them like we're doing, this is what I did. But I really tell my clients, get curious, find out what brings you joy. In my book, Let Your Fears Make You Fierce, I tell people, get you a love bank. And that's just a mason jar. And write down all the things that bring you joy and put them in that jar. And every day, pull something out and do something that brings you joy. And you never know when a hobby can become a career because now I know after studying, studying online marketing that people are making ebooks and memberships off of marble shooting, off of coloring books, off of how to do your own makeup. You can literally make a living off almost anything you're passionate about. So with that being said, if you're willing to do the work, do the thing that brings you joy. And some people say, well, I don't want the thing that brings me joy to um, pay the bills. That's fine too. Get a nine to five and then do the thing and bring you joy on the side. So really it's kind of like people finding out what is it for you? What brings you joy? How do you want to work? So it really does take a lot of self-reflection. And so I think that's my biggest tip for people. Do that inner work, do that self-reflection and no, don't care what anyone else says. Your life does not have to look like anyone else's. Your life has to bring you joy and you have to line everything up and make sure that you're happy you're making the money that you want to make and that you get to spend time with the people that you love. Beautifully said. Joy, start with joy and everything comes afterward. Like that has been the biggest shift for me is that I started doing the things that brought me joy in my professional life. And I think it's a big one. Like I think we, this is why I talk about joy and why we keep asking guests to talk about it is because people do not in the world. This is rare. People go into work not expecting joy to be a part of the conversation, right? It's like, give me my check, maybe. And even then, it's like, <laughs> that's not enough of a check for me, right? I want more of a check. But joy, get out of here. That's not even in the top 10 things people are looking for necessarily when they are choosing a profession. And yet, flipping it on its head and going with joy, mm -hmm. I have been more financially stable than I've ever been joy first, right? I've been more mentally sane than I've ever been. I've been not burned out because out of that grows everything else. And I do think, and part of joy, it's like you then give yourself permission to pivot. Like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to try this because it brings me joy. And you've already taught yourself that if you start with joy, everything else kind of comes with it. So I love the exercise too of the love bank. 
Tell us really quickly what that is again, because I want to close out the section with this, this segment with you telling us how to create a love bank and what to put in it. Absolutely. So you get a mason jar or a box or anything empty. You get a sheet of paper. It could be um, plain paper, construction paper, but you want to see what you write on it and take about 10 to 20 sheets of paper. Depends on how many things bring you joy and just write down those things. It could be um, time in nature. It could be playing with children. It could be playing with pets. It could be watching TV. It could be like whatever it is, no judgment. You just put down all the things you bring that bring you joy. And especially if you're doing things daily that don't bring you joy, at least do one thing, one thing every day. This is scientifically proven to boost your mood, boost your endorphins and make you feel better. If you do one thing every day that you love, one thing every day that brings you joy, you are going to be a happier person. And you never know when doing that thing is not only good. So I tell people do this to raise their vibration and get them in alignment with what they really want. But it also can surprisingly become an occupation. Let's say your thing is pets, right? And you're like, oh, I love, I love spending time with pets and I hate my nine to five. Well, you can become a professional pet walker. Like, and people don't think about that as occupation. People make Above six figures being pet workers because people pay for their pets. People love their animals like children and they will pay you for it. And so I just say, like, get really curious. Do your love bank. Write down 10 to 20 things that bring you joy and pull out one thing every single day from your container, from your mason jar, whatever you choose. And do that one thing and notice how much joy it brings you. If it brings you a lot of joy, you might want to think about making that thing your occupation. Love that. so. That's our practice for you all. I usually give practices in in the show, in the podcast. And so that's your practice is get your love bank out. And it doesn't matter if you can't pivot in your career, you can't quit your job tomorrow and go do the thing that you think could be your real occupation. This is a start. Anyone can start with this exercise at any time, no matter if you hate your nine to five, love it, whatever it is, make that something that you do in the coming days and then start making a practice of checking in with your love bank and withdrawing some of that joy, right? Bringing some of that out so that you can can practice it. So great tips. I think they're going to really help professionally. Now, last but not least, I want us to dive in in our, our next and final segment about how you center joy in your life outside of what you do for a living. So Stay tuned as we have our last segment with Koya Webb, where we talk about centering joy in her person. So that's it for today's episode. Here are a few ways where you can support this podcast. First things first, if you haven't subscribe and follow the podcast, we're streaming on all major platforms. That's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, just to name a few. Subscribe and get each new episode as it drops. Secondly, subscribe to the newsletter. We have a monthly newsletter that is chock full of goodness and updates, as well as first access to all the giveaways we do here at Black Girl Burnout. Are you following us on our socials? If not, what are you waiting for? You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Black Girl Burnout and on Twitter at BLK Girl Burnout. Last but not least, make our day and leave a review. Your five stars truly give me and the team so much energy and we appreciate you so much. Until we speak next, take care of yourself and take care of each other. Everything is up in flames, I said.